Puritan. Please welcome Frankie Lee Slater. I so appreciate this group and, and um, that it's coming to a close in a month and that I keep announcing my travels onward. Um, you know, I, I just feel really appreciative that I've been able to be here for this last year. Uh, the notion of barking up the wrong tree, I, what I love about the themes is that I, I, I've heard them all my life, but I haven't necessarily taken the time to go within and explore what a given saying like that means. So I found this really cool cartoon uh, up online with one dog sort of coaching this other dog um, who was clearly barking up the wrong tree because the cat was in the other tree. <laughs> and it just made me laugh out loud. And I thought about what I would like to speak to tonight is how we get attached to ways of going about things so much so that the cat can be right there in the next tree and we'll miss it because we're intentful to keep going about things the way we are used to. And I feel like that's uh, kind of at the core of what's going on with humanity right now, that we have an opportunity to really awaken to new ways of going about things. And we're still sort of running in through the same old tributaries to go about how we treat one another and how we exhaust ourselves. So, I mean, one like really strong, you know, wrong tree to me is this business of be it all and do it all. It's something that's been propagated since I was in college and became a young adult. It was like, women, you know, we can be it all and do it all. And, and, and I got that message, I think, too generally. And I feel like we all did. And it's, it's a precision um, message, actually, one that has to do with that we can be fully who we are and who we came here to be. But if we're inside of these thoughts that have been propagated that tell us to be it all, or to try to be something we're not, or to go about it the way that somebody else tells us to, then um, it really skews how the results that we get. And I feel like the, the most exciting thing for me in my travels and being out with so many people is being shown where the the essential understanding can be placed that can really make a difference for people. And for me, it's at the level of perception and how we create. We, we kind of know right now there are these demonic souls out there and they're having their way with us by manipulating perception and, and they're propagating these ideas and we're at the effect of it. So that's a recognition that perception is sort of at the core of things. But the barking up the wrong tree is that we get fascinated with having opinions and, and you know, marching and fist raising and everything about how manipulative people are rather than actually stopping 
taking account, recognizing that we are on to something. Yes, perception does have a lot to do with it. And then exploring, well, how does it actually work? How could somebody manipulate? Because indeed, if I could understand this as a kind of language, illiteracy, I could consciously create. Wow. Now, to me, that's the promise of this time. And it has a lot to do with the gift of being human, which is to be able to bring consciousness to these dynamics that are at you know, very often created unconsciously. So it's become a, like my focus of my tracking for things is to look deeper and deeper into perception and how we create. And I found that uh, a number of these thoughts that have been propagated have told us um, on a very essential level of, of identity that first of all, we're not creative. Huh. And most people, to some degree, buy into it. I bought into it when it came to uh, English in high school, or, or maybe junior high school, I would say. Because the way I was being taught was to memorize the meaning of words by looking at a word on a page all by itself and having to remember what it meant. Whereas later on in life, I found out that I actually am really, really good at language, that I pick up on the meaning of words naturally in the context of having an experience of something. You put the word together with the experience, and now it's pretty easy to understand. But we've been taught in very separatist ways often, and um, the get it right, and the, the educational system has often um, set things up in a disempowering way. Uh, I was fortunate I had a great education because I had very exploratory teachers and a humanities kind of orientation to very much uh, whatever we learned, it was about directly applying it in our lives. So I would say that another barking up the wrong tree has to do with the way we've been oriented to um, separation, as if we're separate and everything is in these neat little silos all over the place. And I feel like the most essential truth that I've found in all of my being out with so many people in so many lovely situations and challenging ones is that we are so deeply connected. We're connected with one another. We're connected with the earth, um, you know, little animals. It's just, an, it's an, a world of connectivity and not just an idea on the internet, but a, a feeling experience of this life. And I feel what we incarnated for. So the biggest barking up the wrong tree that I've observed is that we have accepted this idea of separation as a truth and we're creating out of it. And we create otherness, we create make wrong, we create the asserting of positions, 
Um, we have all sorts of assumptions about other people without ever exploring or entering their worlds to find out what's truthfully going on with them. And that requires relatedness. And that requires affirming the rightness of our relationship and our being here together. So it's really a course correction in what we're orienting to and how we identify ourselves. We're connected. We're creative. This time is about coming together and co-creating and getting the best of it. Now, if you've ever played team sports, which I you know, fortunately did a lot of in school, very, very high-end coaching, women's coaching, and uh, we were very competitive. I learned early on that I was made better in relationship with others who had complementary gifts to my own. It's a wonderful knowing to take through life that we can truly rely on one another. And no, it isn't cheating. It's actually really good principle-based understanding of how this world works. So barking up the right tree to me is really living and breathing a feeling sense of connection and how fabulous and fortunate we are that we were born at a time where this kind of awakened consciousness is available to us and that we can play a major role in contributing to um, this exploration of the genius of who we are collectively and jump into creating together. So I, I love the opportunity of having this conversation with all of you because I, I also know that listening is as important as speaking in any conversation. And part of it I have really valued in the experience of participating in this community, thank you, Kurt, for creating it for us, is that you get to really evolve yourself and your voice in relationship to the really bright-eyed and warm listening of everybody in the room. So that's something that we can share with people everywhere. So I just want to end with, uh, I've been coming full circle to a time in my life uh, where I entered uh, the Native American way of the circle up in Canada in 1985. And I really was um, very fortunate to start to learn about the relational world from the standpoint of indigenous people. And I felt a kind of missing at certain points because the mentor who sent me to the gathering, Will Sampson, and the elder who led the gathering and held the space for us, both passed over many years ago. But I decided that I would uh, pursue kind of coming full circle by getting in touch with people up in the region, which is in Alberta and Canada. And I first got in touch with a uh, chief there who connected me with an entire movement that's taking place across Canada for reconciliation. And I've spoken in the last couple of weeks with the director of the center, um, National Center for Reconciliation. Um, if you don't know, they took a little 
Indian children out of their homes to take the Indian out of them. And reconciliation in that case has to do with healing around the travesty of what happened. Um, but then I met a gentleman who was a retired sociology professor at the University of Winnipeg, and he started a group called Circles for Reconciliation. And if you look it up online, hundreds of groups are being created to bring indigenous and non-indigenous people together. And I, I bring it up because there's so much going on that people are up to that's really making a difference. And I offer it up to continuously remind ourselves of the greatness of human beings and what's taking place and never let ourselves get small and discouraged and add any more negativity than's already out in the space and take it in the other direction. So thank you.